You're listening to The 123 Show with me, Noreen Mayer, on this Tuesday afternoon. Let's turn to our first guest and topic of t- today. In the next 15 minutes or so, we're chatting to Mariko Jesse, who's one of the participants of this year's Hong Kong Young Readers Festival. And Mariko joins us right now um, on Facebook Live. So for our listeners, uh, you can be viewers this afternoon as well. Uh, join us live, Noreen Mayer on RTHK Radio 3. Mariko, welcome on the program. Thank you so much for joining us today. Hi, it's so nice to be here. It's Thank so you nice. for asking me. Yes, it's so nice to meet you. I've been such a huge fan of your work. Um, so I've gotten to know you through my interview with uh, Martha, Martha Keswick, uh, for her uh, Cope Disaster series, uh, whom you, you are the illustrator of the books. So I wanted, I read up about you, and I just wanted to sort of ask you, how did you transition um, from being an artist into sort of children's illustration? Um, I studied illustration at art school in London and and usually you don't go straight into children's books. You kind of do editorial magazines and newspapers. And I always wanted to do picture books. And I actually worked with Martha on her other series, Max and May First. Oh yeah, of course, that's it. And then eventually, you know, we talked about would we want to do something like the Cope series and we tried it out with one book and then it went well and then everything is going from there. Yeah. Um, You mentioned just now that it's something that you always wanted to do. Why is that? There's something, I think, really nice about making something that's permanent because, you know, I mean, illustrations in magazines is nice, but most people don't tend to keep the magazines for very long. Whereas a picture book, people really treasure them, you know, and if it's good, you'll keep it and reread it. And it's kind of special takes longer to make, but it lasts longer. Absolutely. Now, uh, Mariko, you, you were born in uh, Japan and you were raised in Hong Kong and you went to school in the UK. Where are you currently at the moment? I'm living in Tokyo at the moment. Yeah. Um, so although I was born here, I've, I've never actually lived here before. So I've been here for three years now. And before that, I was in um, San Francisco. Yeah. And then before that, I was in London. And then before that, I was in Hong Kong. <laughs> Do you, do, you miss, do, you, do you miss Hong Kong? I miss Hong Kong all the time. Um, I added up the years of my life and I've spent more of them in Hong Kong than anywhere else um, because I grew up there, you know, and I worked there later on. Um, and I try until COVID, I went back at least twice a year to do projects. And, you know, oh. a lot of my work is still in Hong Kong. Yeah. So I haven't been back since... 2019. So. Oh, you you never know. Hopefully there, there might be a travel bubble. I mean, I've not heard anything, but, you know, <laughs> I don't want our listeners to be like, oh, is there a travel? I haven't heard anything officially, but you never know. We, we need to be optimistic. G- yeah. Going back to children's book, you mentioned that it takes you a longer time. So how, how do these concepts sort of come to you? Um, do you have a fixed idea or are you sort of, you know, getting inspired by things around you? Um, Well, it all depends on the story. Um, With the Coke books, each one is set in a different location. So um, some of them are in places that I've been or that I know quite well, like the the tsunami one was set in Japan and the storm surges one was set in Hong Kong. So that's quite easy. I can actually use my own reference material and I, I, I know those places. But the landslide book was set in Nepal and I've never been there. And we, Martha and I had intended to go there to actually do some physical research and take pictures, but that was exactly when COVID started. 
And so we couldn't go. So I was working from, you know, Google Images and, and Google trying to Google work Maps it out. And, and just trying Google to. Google Maps, yeah. And it's, I think I got it in the end, but it's a lot easier if I know a place. Yeah. How did you become so passionate about art and illustrating? Were, were you one of those children who sort of doodled the back of the classroom and just sort of, you know, let your imagination... <laughs> it's paid <laughs> off. It's really paid it, off. Yeah, I, I hope so. Um, my parents were always complaining because as soon as I could hold crayons, I was drawing on everything. They used to give me big pads of paper and I would get through them in a day and then start on the walls of the house everything i mean i've just this is just always what i was going to do so i love it yeah um and right now as as you illustrate do you still sort of draw by hand i mean of course by hand but you know still sort of pen on paper or have you sort of yeah. you know perfected uh, uh, digital art a lot of people don't use paper anymore i mean even when i was at art college quite a long time ago everyone was moving towards computer work, um, but Why I've always that? liked. What? Why I, is it's, that? It's easier to make changes. It's quicker, definitely. Um, you know, but I still prefer to do things the old-fashioned way. I'm very analog, so even though the final artwork is always digital now, so that you can give it to the printer and you can give it to the designer, all of my drawings start off in real life on actual paper. So all the drawings in Cope are made with a, um, a dip pen and ink, and I actually draw. So all the black lines are drawn by hand, and I've actually made textures and colours by hand and then put them into the computer, and then I, I join them together on, on the screen. Yeah, um, wow. But, yeah, everything starts in real life. That's amazing. How easy or how um, uh, difficult is it to... Um, edit it afterwards you know once you draw it by hand um i can fix a lot of things on the computer if i have to um sometimes that you know especially with these children's books for example if there's the text has to fill up a certain amount of space the drawings might have to move slightly um i can do that no problem um some things i would just have to redraw it if it's like totally you know, the wrong thing, or we've changed the story slightly. Um, but it's possible. It takes time, but it's possible. Um, and when you sort of, is there a, a way that you sort of scan it in and then that makes editing a lot faster? What's the process like? Um, so I'll draw on paper and once the ink has dried, so I've got a black and white image, I'll scan it in with um, a high definition scanner into Photoshop. And then I can put all the um, different elements together inside Photoshop. Um, it's not, well, I suppose it, it's not hard, <laughs> but it takes time. Yeah. Um, what sort of pearls of wisdom do you have for people who want to go into illustrating? Mm, okay. I think you need to go to art school, maybe? Or maybe actually you don't need to. If you really, really want to do picture books only, it's just you just have to practice drawing and making your own stories and then drawing the pictures for those stories. And, you know, these days you could kind of work it out yourself and you could probably even publish a book yourself. And what's that but, process like? Um, <laughs> is it... Um, I've never done it, but... I, you know, I guess every illustrator probably dreams about making 
the whole thing themselves. So writing the story as well as doing the pictures. I really enjoy working with writers because then there's two of you and it's a really nice collaboration. But I guess if I could make my own one with my own story, then I could totally do whatever I wanted, which would be a whole different thing. Um, that would be interesting. If there's any publishers out there. <laughs> would like Jesse, exactly. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I'm available. Yeah. Um, when you went to art school, um, did you have a very clear idea of what you wanted to do um, afterwards in, mm. in your career? Not really. I mean, I liked, I liked pretty much all different areas of, I guess, art. So in the UK, I'm not sure how it works in all the other countries. You tend to do a one-year foundation course where you try lots of things like pottery and production design and fashion and all pottery the different elements. Well. Of, wow, cool. Yeah, every, every, it depends on the school you go to and what facilities they have. But, you know, you, just so that you get an idea of what's out there, because most people don't get to try those things when they're in you know, high school. And then you apply to do a degree for a further three years on one of those subjects that you've liked. And because I like doing so many things, I've I decided that illustration and graphic design gives me a lot of freedom to do different kinds of things within that kind of area. Because it was, I kind of was going towards textiles because I love patterns and I love things like that. But I think in my head, I thought it might be a bit restrictive. So illustration means that I can still do textile designs, but I can also do photography and drawing and a bit of, you know, advertising. And I think if you look at my portfolio of work, you'll yeah. see that it's very wide because yeah. I'm so interested in all kinds of things. You know, I like doing picture books, but I also like doing window displays and I like doing painting murals. And I like, so this kind of lets me do a wide range of, of ways of showing what I do. Yeah, I just thought I just thought times were tough, so you would. No, I'm just joking. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's true. <laughs> not at all. It's so great to have such a versatile, to have that versatility, um, and not to sort of you know have I don't know you know one set down the road where you're pigeonholed for for that type of art. It's uh, such a great thing, and I'm sure some of the parents listening and uh, students listening, you know that art is actually a terrific uh, uh, subject to pick because it opens many doors. You know, creativity is often prized, and we often take it for, for, for granted. Um, uh, Marika, I wanted to sort of ask you one thing about uh, picture books. Some parents sort of. I mean, we all know how great picture books are, um, but some parents sort of want their children to read more difficult books and sort of m maybe um, uh, prefer if their children read no novels, maybe not straight away, not, not when they're very young, but sort of uh, it takes away from reading picture books. W what are your thoughts on why are picture books so vital in sort of nurturing and, and getting children excited about reading? I think picture books are, are really inspirational that, especially when kids are younger, they might not have such a wide experience of life. And this, you can see so many different kinds of things in picture books that really sparks their imagination. Like I still, you know, so if I go to a bookshop, I head to the children's section first and like flip through all the picture books that, that are new because I'm, it's so exciting visually that it just makes you, you know, think, oh, wow, this is a thing and this is possible. And wow, that's really interesting. I mean, I think picture books are you know well they can be also educational like the coke books i really want them to be pretty and you know attractive and they go oh that looks great 
but I also want you to learn something, you know, from them, even maybe if you don't realize you're doing it. So I don't know. I think picture books are important. Absolutely. Um, I, I think so, too. And I think, you know, they should have more credit than, yeah, I, I think picture books sh should sort of expand beyond children and into young adulthood. I suppose now graphic novels are making a bit of a comeback and people sort of appreciate this art form a, a, a bit more. Um, do you have any upcoming projects that you're working on at the moment so that our listeners know a little bit more about you? I am working on the next Coke book which is wildfires, which are yeah. actually happening a lot these days. You know, I, I lived in San Francisco before we moved to Japan and there were wildfires every year. There's a wildfire season and it's getting bigger and more scary every year. So that's something. Um, I'm also hoping to have a sort of a, like a retrospective exhibition of my illustration work in Hong Kong wow. at the end of this year. Congratulations. But you might be able to come you. back. Maybe, because last year was actually, um, I was planning to do it last year because that's 25 years that I've been working as an illustrator. Wow. Um, so that, that kind of got pushed a little bit. So hopefully, if I can get to Hong Kong, we'll be planning to do it around October, maybe. Fingers crossed, you know. everything crossed. Yes. yes, I'd love to have you back to talk about that. America. And, and finally, yes. um, what are your hobbies um, when you're not drawing or, or when you're not sort of working? What do you like to do for fun and what, what keeps you creative? Um, well, I draw all the time. <laughs> like sketchbooks <laughs> is maybe a hobby, although it is, you know, a sort of related to what I do. Probably, Probably relaxes thing, you a little bit as well. It's so good. It's like, you know, I, if I draw something, if I go to the theatre, if I go to a, you know, a show, I'll be drawing the whole time because it makes me focus on what I'm seeing also. That's so, so if you go to a concert or something, are you also drawing? Mm -hmm. wow. Also drawing. Something related yeah. to the concert or something else? Well, I'll be drawing what's happening, so like in the costumes and the, you know, all the things like that. I love it. Um, the only other thing that maybe is not, not connected, but it's kind of a hobby is baking. I love cooking. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. And decorating cakes yeah. is so good and making biscuits. Oh, still kind of visual yeah, yeah. oh yeah M my my eldest just turned four and she wanted a cake um that was a dinosaur but with a teddy bear head um so we called it the teddy saurus um it <laughs> it was quite awful to be honest but um <laughs> you know Excellent. It, yeah she, she thought it was amazing but i i have to say you know when people say who made that i was like oh i, I bought it they're like you bought that <laughs> nice. yeah. uh, Marika, it's been such a pleasure to, to, to talk to you and I look forward to hopefully meeting you in person in October. Keep me posted. For our listeners who want to know more about you and your work, have you got a website and, and are you on social media? I'm on Instagram constantly, trying not to be on Instagram so much. It's Marika Jesse and my website also marikajesse.com. Excellent. Marika. Message me. Yes, and I'm sure our listeners would love to be in touch uh, with you and I and hope to see you in person very soon. Thank you very much indeed for your time this afternoon. And that's Marika so Jesse, uh, one of the participants, one of the illustrators of this year's Hong Kong Readers, uh, sorry, Hong Kong Young Readers Festival, which is still running between now all the way through to this Friday, the 30th of April. Thank you so much. Thanks.